So as most of you know, we tie in these sermons with the discipleship course that we run. And we've been looking at holy habits and we've been looking at serving. And so holy habits is an adventure into Christian discipleship, inspired by Luke's model of the church found in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. It identifies 10 habits that encourages the development of a way of life transformed by them. Our new sermon series is Holy Habits Serving. And in part one, we ask the question, how should we serve one another? And we concluded we should pray to serve like Jesus because serving others is loving others. Love overflows from us into serving when we know Jesus. In part two, we ask the question, how can we ensure our serving is really worshipping God? We concluded that working for Christ must be rooted in regular communion with Christ. Serving requires surrender to him. And today, we'll be asking the question, what does it mean to be a living sacrifice what does it mean? The fictional character Steve Rogers, you may or may not have heard of him, was turned down by the American military because of his physical stature and poor physical health during World War II. But a scientist sees his passionate heart and enrolls him on a secret military operation involving super soldier serum. In the clip, the serum hadn't improved his physical condition yet. But in the clip, we get a glimpse of the type of person that Steve Rogers is. Steve Rogers goes on to become Captain America. Let's watch the clip. Thank you. Look at that. He's making me cry. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Do you know how long it took to set up this project? Yeah, All the groveling I had to do in front of Senator What's-His-Name's committees. Yes, I know. I am well aware of your efforts. Then throw me a bone. Hodge passed every test we gave him. He's big, he's fast, he obeys orders. He's a soldier. He's a bully. You don't win wars with niceness, doctor. You win wars with guts. Get away! Get back! Is this a test? He's still skinny. Gets me every time, that clip. <laughs> oh, I think in, 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 that, in that character, you see, that you see a way of being that, that illustrates the way Jesus is. You see that sacrificial love for others, don't you, in that clip. <sighs> Our passage today is from the Apostle Paul's epistle to the Roman church. And Dr. Chuck Missler, whom I love, uh, calls it the gospel according to Paul. Paul is writing to the church who had no church building, no priests, 
They were not required to make animal sacrifices. The church appeared odd because Jewish and pagan religion usually consisted of ritual worship and the offering of animal sacrifices. But Paul is teaching that true worship is to voluntarily offer ourselves as living sacrifices to God. The outworking of that will be to serve each other and to serve others in the world. True worship is the offering of God, the the offering to God of one's body and all that one does with it every day. When Christ becomes the center of our life, we are able to offer authentic worship to him, offering every moment and every action to God. So what does it mean to be a living sacrifice as disciples of Jesus? I'm going to pick up on three points based on the passage that Paul highlights. Firstly, being a living sacrifice means giving your body. People give their bodies to all kinds of things, don't they? Some people give their bodies to scientific medical research and volunteer for medical trials. That's not for me, I must add. Some people give their bodies to art and self-expression and decorate themselves with tattoos and piercings. Some people give their bodies to athleticism and condition their bodies to be at their peak physical performance. I'm still working on that one. Some people give their bodies to beauty and try to unnecessarily make their bodies more attractive by undergoing cosmetic surgery which is either motivated by their insecurities or by the social pressure to conform. What are the things that you give your body to? God's word tells us that as disciples, our bodies are actually God's temple. God's Holy Spirit lives in your body. With this as our reality, it becomes our privilege, our privilege to glorify God in our body and with our body. Being a good steward of the body God has given us is really important because our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. Throughout the Old Testament, animal sacrifices were dead sacrifices but they symbolically pointed to Jesus who took on a human body in his incarnation in order to accomplish God's will on earth and by dying as the ultimate sacrifice for all human sin and corruption. He is the perfect illustration of what it looks like to be a living sacrifice. Jesus surrendered his body on the cross Because of his love for you and for me. In response to this, yielding our bodies to Christ allows God to work through us because our bodies are instruments of his righteousness. We have not been called to be dead sacrifices. We've been called to be living sacrifices. 
Hebrews reminds us that you have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus, who once and for all died for all. So Paul urges us to offer our bodies as living sacrifices because this is the right response to the love and mercy that God has shown you, each one of you and me. When we make ourselves available to serve others, we are worshipping God, aren't we? As disciples, when our bodies are surrendered to God, we are worshipping him and positioned to serve others. Being a living sacrifice means giving God your body. Steve Rogers, in the clip we saw, gave his body in the service to others, didn't he? As a living sacrifice. Secondly, God wants to transform our minds. Being a living sacrifice means giving God your mind. There are many influences in the world that are seeking to influence us. Influence how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about others, and how we feel about our spending. Forces in the world want to control your mind, but God wants to transform your mind. There are many external voices. Some are loud and invasive, but some are quiet and convincing, feeding into our suspicions, cynicisms, and doubts. I'm thinking particularly of news articles, corporate businesses, marketing and advertising that present our minds with thousands and thousands of images views and ideas every day we're bombarded with it in the film clip that we saw steve rogers if you watch the film steve rogers was repeatedly told he wasn't good enough to serve in the military many around him judged him by his physical appearance they underestimated him they didn't look at his heart. As the military officer said in the video, you win wars with guts. He had guts. He threw his body on the grenade because he had decided in his mind he was willing to make that sacrifice for the benefit of others because of his love for others. We also follow a king, King Jesus, and King Jesus has guts. He has guts. And he did the same thing for us on that cross. What are the things you give your mind to on a daily basis? As disciples, we know that the Holy Spirit wants to transform our minds. And God transforms our minds by making us spiritually minded through reading his word and through prayer. When we spend time with God and invite him into our inner life, God will make our minds more spiritual. 
and he will transform them and he will make us think the way he thinks. Do you want that? I do. I want the mind of Christ. Invite Jesus in, into your mind and begin to see how he sees. The world exerts pressure externally from without in all kinds of ways, wanting us to conform to its patterns and practices. But it's the Holy Spirit who can transform our minds by releasing power from within. Because the Holy Spirit, remember, lives inside us. The Holy Spirit wants to release power from within and transform our minds. Warren Wearsby said, if the world is in control of your thinking, you are a conformer. But if you allow God to control your thinking, you are a transformer. You are a transformer. Now, I'm not thinking of Optimus Prime at this point, who is a character from the 80s TV series, The Transformers. But you get the idea. God wants to transform our minds daily. Being a living sacrifice means giving God your mind. Thirdly and finally, being a living sacrifice means giving God your will. Your will. If our body is controlled by our mind, our mind is controlled by our will. We often use the term willpower to express or describe our capacity to generate power to overcome challenging things or addictions. Although we can achieve big, big things through our will, our willpower can only take us so far. When we surrender our will to God's will, that is when we see his power intervene, taking over, taking us further than we ever thought we could go, than we ever imagined. We can't rely on our own willpower but when we surrender to God's will and rely on his power to help us, that is when we will experience living a victorious life. When we allow God in, when we allow his power to form us, guide us, when we conform to God's will, his power can take us further than we ever imagined. As disciples, we surrender our will to God's will through a disciplined life of reading the word and prayer, which equips us to serve others. Paul encourages us to pray about everything, doesn't he? Just imagine your life if you let God have his way in everything. Just imagine your life if you let God have his way in everything. Jesus surrendered to the will of his Father, and he prayed, not my will, but your will be done. By doing that, by surrendering our will, we imitate Jesus. Being a living sacrifice means giving God your will. I know there are people who believe that we as humans are an accident. 
an accident of random chance with no destiny. But that really makes no sense to me at all, and it never has. Even as a child, I remember having big questions. Who am I? Where did I come from? And later on, where am I going? To whom am I accountable? When we know that we are deliberately created by the Creator for a purpose, we begin to understand who we are, from where we originate, where we are going, and that He is the one to whom we are accountable. When we have the revelation that our identity is found completely in God, then it becomes possible, easier, to offer ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. Paul used vivid and shocking imagery when he argues that our whole selves must be laid on the altar like an animal at the temple. It's offensive. The fundamental difference is the sacrifice is there to be killed. But as disciples of Jesus, we are there to die to ourselves and burst forth with new life, the new life that we have in Christ. Our old life is put to death and our new life has begun. So how can we be a living sacrifice? As you approach every situation, ask God, how do I surrender my body, my mind, and my will to you as a living sacrifice in this? Ask God who he is calling you to help and in what ways could you serve them? Or with the things God has already put before you, what does it look like to be a living sacrifice and serve others with the sacrificial love that Jesus has? What does it look like to be like Jesus in my contexts? So what does it mean to be a living sacrifice? Being a living sacrifice takes guts. Being a living sacrifice means surrendering ourselves, surrendering our bodies, and surrendering our minds every day to the God who loves us in order that we can serve others sacrificially. So, pillar one from week one was serving others is loving others. Pillar two is serving others is worshiping God. And today, pillar three is serving others is sacrificial. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to offer our bodies and our minds and our wills to you as an act of worship in our daily lives. May we be like you. May we be like Jesus. May we be living sacrifices in all that we do for your glory. Help us through your Holy Spirit. Amen.